<laughs> okay, fine. All right, now we can talk about it. Come first on. of all, first of all, we'll talk about Jack Harlow. Um, Go for it. Uh, Jack Medlow, more like, is what it should be called. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, I think I think it was a good. I think it was an okay album. I think it's. Is it is it mind breaking? No. Does he do anything amazing? No. The best bits are Pharrell Williams production and Drake. Mm. Like, uh, come on, man. I wasn't a massive fan of the Drake. Like, I, the Drake right, song's not great. The Drake verse is banging. The yes, Drake yes, verse yes. is fucking yes. the Drake verse. insane. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. But the actual song itself, yeah. I wouldn't listen to it. It's I'm, look. I think we're nearly on the same page here, Ben. I'm just saying. I just think it doesn't deserve the hate it's getting. It's oh, it's a good album. I put is it, it getting crazy. hate? Yeah, it is. Huh? Uh, oh, I think, really? I think like expectation was quite high. Mm. That's the well. problem. That's not That's fair. another thing. No one can reach high, but like that, that, especially with an album, that can never happen. Mm. Um, That's a tough there one. Were some, there were some bad ones in there. There were some ones I liked. I liked mm. the I got a shot. Is I liked that one. That was kind of fun. Like yep, yep, I yep. I like that one. A little bit, a little bit fun. Um, I did like, I did like, like a blade of grass. That yes, was I was that, listening that to that. Shit's a bagger. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that was yeah. kind of funky. That yeah, one's kind that's of fun, cool. man. It pa- that cool. passes um, the shoulder test with flying colors. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Just yeah, it's just gonna be grooving. Just grooving. <laughs> um, movie star featuring Pharrell Williams. Like, come on, it's Pharrell Williams. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually really like State Fair. I really like the closing track. Something about it, a little bit, yeah, a little bit just Jack reminiscing, you know, just like Jack it. telling up, telling us a little bit about him. Yeah. Listen, there were some good bits, but not a an al- not just... a great album, but some good songs. Can you call it a good album? Could you walk around just saying it's a good album? No, I don't think I could say it's a good album because it's. I don't like it as an album. I like there's some good songs. Mm, mm, you know what mm. I mean? There's songs that you would add to the playlist. That's for sure. Well, yeah. So it depends on the criteria here. What are we just? Are we talking about just full album listen? I could right, not listen yeah, to I on. could not listen to that album again, like yeah. from start not to from finish. start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But I can skim it's through. Okay. Better than Donda, but it's not. Oh my god, that's <laughs> such cap, bro. That's that such cap. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Speaking of um, speaking of artists, mm. like true mm. artists, mm. the Kendrick Lamar song uh, oh, you mentioned it before. Oh my god. So it's it's a work of art and it and, and i'll be honest it takes it took it's taken me it's i'm thinking on my 10th listen still not quite clocking every single double entendre metaphor that kendrick lamar is is putting on in, in there i have i have no idea there's levels to this but the video is cool i haven't have seen, seen the video, video yet i've seen the video deep fakes uh kobe Kanye, oj <laughs> um <laughs> deep fake do you know what a deep fake is yeah I do. Yeah, so it's not always face. in that context, <laughs> though, Mangs. Not always in that context. <laughs> you Mangs. really have to. <laughs> um, he right, puts Kobe's face, Nipsey Hussle, OJ, Kanye, and Kobe on his face. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty Again, cool. Again, we were arguing about it before. As a piece of art, if you yeah. had to put it in your, if you had to make it an NFT and put it in your in your um, oh wow, in your bedroom wall as like a piece of art, great. Yeah, that's what you want. Hundred percent. But you're gonna listen to it in the car. <laughs> Probably not. That's what, the, but that's not the point. Kendrick did this before Damn. Kendrick mm. dropped the hard part four before Damn, right? It's, so, it's, so, it's so there's something coming. There's something coming. He's just airing out the dirty laundry. The sample was great. I love a little bit of Marvin Gaye. I love that. Yeah, that's a guaranteed Damn. dub. If you, that's a guaranteed. Pass the shoulder test. Another one. The pass mm. the shoulder mm. test. I'm excited. Friday, Kendrick Lamar's just gonna he's gonna put everybody on notice. He's this is like the March Madness of albums. It just keeps going. Just, just keeps good coming. ones coming out left, right, just keeps coming. Lil Nas X has probably got one coming up. God, that's another banger. <laughs> I cannot wait for that one. I don't even need to listen to it, Ben. I know. I, <laughs> I know. know. Mm. I know that one will be good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Get Around a Podcast. I'm Ben Gray, and alongside me, as they always are, we have Zach Macon and Tim Pereira. Today in the NBA, we're going to be doing power rankings of the teams left in the playoffs and also doing a little bit around the grounds. But first, in the NFL... We're going to strap on the GM hat a little bit. You know, the draft just happened, right? People, whether they drafted well or not, will come to see. But what we want to do today is we want to test out Tim and Macon's ability to draft well on just a couple of stats and a little bit of insights. We're going to be doing some quarterback drafting. i got a couple of draft classes here, the quarterbacks that were drafted in them. There's a couple in there. Before we jump into it, Tim, how do you feel about your ability to assess a prospect based on some stats and some little insights that I give you? Do you feel confident you're probably going to draft the best guy? Ben, I'm all about value. And I'm all about information. I'm all about information. I'm I'm like a computer. So you give me it, 
I'm going to produce you with the best result. Okay. Okay. Mankin, how do you feel? There are only two things that matters in draft prospects, Ben. It's hand size. <laughs> and how many people showed up to their birthday party, as we that saw from true. the draft day movie. There are two things that matter, and that's all I'm looking for. So as long as those stats are in there, we're good. Okay. Okay. All right. So how it's going to happen, some players have more stats than others. Some dudes have awards in there. Some don't. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you the college they went to because in some cases, that'll make it a lot easier. It's just basically on wh- like what year they got drafted in terms of like as a senior or junior, um, how many years they might have started and all this sort of stuff. Do we want to jump in? Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm already worried Tim's going to cheat. He's got this look about so him. He's done some research. So am I. Uh, no, I'm look off, in his eye. Screen- I'd like a sc- I think next time we do this, I'd like a screen share. Again, there is really the next time, idea. I'd like a screen share. Okay, well then I'll leave my hands up. Because there's well, you, still, you still can look at your screen. Yeah, but what am I looking at? I like, I don't know what draft classes oh, are. There it is. Oh, there it is. Now, there are some real duds, and you'll see in the first one. There are some duds. Um, but hey, that's just part of the draft process. And you got it, and you got it, you got to figure it out. Let's start it off. First one. My first prospect is a three-year starter, took his team to two bowl games, was fifth in Heisman voting in his last year, and for his career, had 107 touchdowns and 30 interceptions with 11,000 yards and left as a junior, right? That's my first prospect for you. So three-year starter, took his team to two bowl games, fifth in Heisman voting, 107 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 11,000 yards, left as a junior. My next one, senior, right? It was only a two-year starter, right? In his final year, only threw for 16 touchdowns and six interceptions, but had a QBR of 138, threw for 2,200 yards, and had the best completion percentage in his conference. Okay. Okay. Third one, last one. Again, three-year starter, graduated as a senior, 29 and 13, 3.6 thousand yards, and two-time conference player of the year. <laughs> Those are my prospects for you, man. Those are my prospects for you. weird feeling about number two. Yeah, okay. I feel like the number two, we're just going to know. You had this smile on your face that whole time, Tim, when the second one got red, and I was like, I, I don't see it. I just, no, I thought I thought it might have been Russ. Like, when you when you read that out, because the stats... I, I, I can't tell no, you. No, no, I, no, I can't no, tell no, you two no, I'm just... I'm Those are my prospects think. for you. Those are my prospects for you. How are you feeling about him? Who do you want to take? Mankin, it looks like you're on the clock. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So the third, so the first guy went to two bowl games, right? Four-year yep. starter. I, li- I like winners. So he's obviously... But that could be, he could be on a good team. That's my thing. So I've got to cut that out. The second guy, you said dropped out in his third year. Go to the no. league, junior. So, so second guy was a two-year starter. Oh. Left as a senior, right? Left so first two years, two first two years he wasn't a starter. Final year had sixteen and six, had the best completion percentage in his conference. Okay, so he's obviously played for like a really good school. I love that. I love fundamentals. And then the third guy was the guy that left in his third year. That was the first guy. First guy left in his third year. So I'm going to take the first guy. Again. I'm oh, taking the first guy. I'm taking the first, first guy. guy. I like it. Was fifth in yep. Heisman voting in his final year. That's probably yep. the guy you're thinking of. All right, Tim. How did you feel? Which one would you have taken? Oh, I probably would have. I, for some reason, I didn't get the good feeling about the first guy. It's okay. it's between second. Well, of course, it's between two and three. I feel like there's a little bit of. What I'm thinking about is the second guy is obviously, I don't think he's gone to a good school. I reckon he's gone under the radar in this situation because he hasn't gone to a bowl game. Um, whereas the third guy has gone to, is two-time conference player of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone to a good school, but he's been carried by his wide receivers. Can I be honest? Yep. I don't know any of the schools that these guys are at. So if you say it and I smile, that's not because I know yep, that you're saying the right thing. That's, I don't know. 16 and 6. It's not a great pass. But we've seen this before. I'm going to go number 2. Wow. So, Mankin, you drafted Chad Pennington. And Tim, you drafted Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was too obvious. Tom Brady Brady was way too obvious. Oh, man. If you said that the second guy won a bowl game, I would have thought it was Brady. I leave some things out, man. You I know. Leave some things out. <laughs> he did that. I had that... no idea Brady was for some Who's reason. Who's the third I... guy? Uh, the third guy was Chris Redman. Again, okay. these are nobodies. These guys, otherwise. Oh, Ted Pennington oh, had a. 
Tell you what, Chad Pennington had a really good career in he college. Um, but hey, is what it is. There you go. He obviously, didn't, he obviously didn't go to the right system when he got to the NFL. No. He played for 11 no. years. I consider that a success. That is. Yeah. Hey, you did okay. You did I okay. I didn't know it's the not other Tom, guy was Brady, Tom Brady. Though. I didn't know the guy, the guy was Tom Brady. All right, here we go. So Tim, Tim's Tim. I think we can agree. Tim drafted a better prospect in that one. He did. Yeah, that's close. He did. Yeah. Hey, maybe there's a little bit of competition going on. Can I here just say? Go. Can I just say he did get drafted by the Jets, Chad Pennington. So you can't hold that against Chad. <laughs> okay, chill, chill. It's so are you try to say that if Chad Pennington got drafted <laughs> just by the Patriots, he would have been a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Is that what you're really going to say right now? I'm not going to say it, but let's, <laughs> let's just see. Uh, all righty, here we go. Next one. First player, uh, spent three years in college, so graduated as a junior, played only nine games in his final year, but threw for 33 touchdowns, three interceptions, on 2.8 thousand yards. Sophomore year, he was Offensive Player of the Year and an All-American, and in his freshman year, won the college playoffs. Oh, okay. Yep, that makes sense. Second player. Oh, okay. Transferred for his final year. Yeah. Was constantly battling for a starting spot before that. Yep. In his final year, had 32 and 8 with 3.8 thousand with 3.8 thousand passing yards and 1.2 thousand rushing yards. Was freshman offensive player of the year and played in a bowl game every year of his career. Graduated as a senior. My you know final guy. Is. I know that. Graduated is. as a senior as well. 32 and 6, 3.4 thousand yards, 66% passing. And final year was the second best for most passing stats in his conference. Okay. How are we going to judge this one? Like in terms of prospect? You don't know who these prospects are. Yeah, he does. That's why he's I asking. I think I do. I think I do. Who's I the, don't who's... think you do. The fact that you're asking that question tells me you don't. Okay, so we're... Trust okay. me, Tim. The fact that you're even asking that question guarantees to me that you don't know who these guys are. Okay. Damn. I thought it was... in the same boat now. Okay. Man, I might, I might have gone to my bag for some of these guys, man. <laughs> I might have gone to my bag for <laughs> some of these talk. guys. I'm in my bag. You don't know what conference they're playing in. You don't know that. Do we need him again? Yes, please. That's throwing me off. First, first player. Graduated as a junior. Only played nine games in his final year. 33-3. and 2.8 thousand yards. Sophomore year, he was Offensive Player of the Year and an All-American. And freshman year, won in the college f- football playoffs. Second player. Transferred in his final year. Was constantly battling for a starting spot. 32-8 and eight with 3.8 thousand yards and 1.2 thousand rushing yards. Freshman Offensive Player of the Year and played in a bowl game every year. Final guy, graduated as a senior, 32 and 6, 3.4 thousand yards, 66% pass completion. And final year, he was second best for most passing stats in his conference. Okay, can I just say who I thought they were originally? No, you got to draft them first. I know who I'll take, but Tim's first. Tim, you're on the clock. I've still got a feeling I'm going to go number one. Okay, okay, interesting. I said I was going to go two. You were going to go two. So, I like dual threat. Can I, can I, can I say just like... quickly before? Yeah? Was it Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones? No. Oh, you damn it. it. Okay, so I fucked it. It was. Tim just drafted Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> oh. Mankin drafted Jalen Hurts. And you both passed on Justin Herbert. Okay, I was in the wrong draft Ooh. class. Yeah, I knew. I, the second you asked that question, I was like, brother, I think we know who's the best out of these three quarterbacks. I don't know. Yeah. Jalen Hurts does have a huge future next year. He does have a big future, man. I'm happy to call that a wash. I'm willing to say Macon wins on that one. I'm willing to say Macon wins on that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. On that one. yeah okay. Really? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. I like Jalen Hurts. I've always liked Jalen Hurts. <sighs> Damn. All right. Nice one, Max. Um, Damn. Come on, Tim, on those stats. Although, nine games 33 and three from Tua is pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the injury. injury was he yeah. the nine games guy? Yeah. See, in my head, I don't even know if he did get injured his last year, but I wasn't going to draft him because I was worried nine games meant he got injured. All right. I don't even know if that's true, but... Man, it's tough. Okay. Alrighty, here we go. My first prospect. He graduated a junior. Uh, 41 and 10, 5,000 yards, one bowl game, and won the Sammy Bourne Award which is just an award for best passer in his final year. 
Second guy had a breakout junior year, threw for 30 and 6, 3.7 thousand yards and 300 rushing yards, best completion percentage in his conference, ranked first in conference for the majority actually of, of passing stats, and a bowl game every, every game of his career. Sorry, not every year of his career. And then the last one, graduated a junior, was a two-year starter, 41 and 17, four and a half thousand yards, and in his sophomore year, swept almost all of the awards, except for the Heisman. So swept almost all offensive awards except for Heisman. That was in his sophomore year, not his final year. Man. Can you read one and two out to me again? Yeah. First one, junior, 41 and 10, 5,000 yards, one bowl game in the Sammy Bourne Award. Second one, breakout junior year, 30 and 6, 3.7 thousand yards, best completion percentage in conference, uh, in fact, first in conference for majority of stats, and a bowl game every year of this career. Okay. I was going to explain why I'm going to pick what I am, but I don't want to give Tim anything. I'm... Tim, Mankin, you are on the clock. Yeah, I'm torn between one and th- three, I think. But two's got nice stats. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go one. Damn it. Okay. I think I know. Tim, you can also take one. number one. Oh what? Yeah, I mean, you can both take. You can both. You're both picking the same pros. The prospect you think's the best. But I'm, I'm first on the draft board, so you, you gotta. Yeah, again, I'm taking one because I think it's Pat. It is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Who was, who was a... So three was, was... Who was two and three? I knew... Because did you see me smile when you read out two? I knew it was Mitch. And then, of course, three is... Three <laughs> I is just wanted to see if Deshaun anyone Watson. would pick Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. That would have been so damn yeah. good if I got one of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Mitchell Trubisky and then Deshaun Watson yeah. was the last one. Yeah. Man, Deshaun Watson was a bad man. I cannot oh, believe someone, pa- someone passed on him for Mitchell disgusting. Trubisky. Disgusting. Jesus Christ. Even Clemson was hard to label. It is hard to We believe. only had four stats each. We still didn't pick Trubisky. Yeah. And the Bears had a whole draft process. Damn. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. That is crazy. All right, this next one's pretty good. Here we go. Oh, man. So it's currently... Oh, so that one's a draw. So 1-1. One, one. We're at 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Alrighty. Here we go. First prospect was a three-year starter. Um, transferred into... So played four years in college. Um, three years was a starter, and for his senior year, he transferred to a different school. 33 and 4, 3.1 thousand yards, um, and 338 rushing yards. Can we pause for a second? Tim's smiling like he already knows this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. If Tim already knows this. I'm going to fucking. There's no way. The second one. Three year starter, 37 and 10, 3,500 yards, two time conference offensive player of the year. Third one, had a breakout senior year, 37 and 6, 4.2 thousand yards, 699 rushing yards, and a Heisman Trophy consensus All-American. Okay. Okay. Do we need those again? Yes, please. Tim's better at working out the draft class. I feel like I'm not... He's quite good at picking out the draft class. I can't work it out. I know the third, but I'm just trying to think who else was in that draft. I think. I don't know. Again. Stop cheating. Just draft them based on the goddamn stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah How but... about that? <laughs> okay, okay. Fucking hell, bro. Just no respect cheating. for the you put in for us, No man. fucking respect, I do. dude. Thanks, Megan. I'm willing. To, I'm almost willing to just give let's, you this one. I can note that one down. If it, come, if it gets close I'm noting that to one a couple down. of prospects. I'm noting that one down. <laughs> Tim, you are, in fact, on the clock. Oh, I thought you were repeating the stats. Oh, you want them again? Yes, All right. First, first one. Three-year starter. Um, in his senior year, he transferred away to a different school. 33 and 4, 3.1 thousand passing yards, 338 rushing yards. Slightly smaller. Andrew Luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never think the Get Around It podcast is scripted. Oh. Damn. Oh, he's so stupid. He's so stupid. That sucks. Well, I'm taking Tell rest. me who the names were, then. Tell me who the names were. Yeah, it was Russell Wilson was the first one. Robert. Andrew Luck was the second one. RJ and the third. RJ, Robert Griffin the third. Okay. Uh, I was in the wrong draft class anyway. Who were you going to take off the first read? Not three, so that's good. Really? I didn't feel, I didn't get good vibes about three. I was thinking one or two. Mm-hmm. So you can't go wrong with either. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm going to call that a, just, just a self-win. Fuck. 
All right, well, actually, that works because you're both tied 1 1, so I only got one draft class left. Oh, yeah. It's always, it's always scripted. Here we go. <laughs> it's almost like I needed to make that mistake so that we exactly could have a nail biter for the end. He's good. Here we go. Alrighty, first player. Three year starter, 27 and 10, 3,600 passing yards, a Heisman Trophy winner, and a two time conference player of the year. Second player, went to the NFL as a red shirt sophomore. 26 and 13 with 4,000 passing yards. And the final one, 16 and 6, 1,800 yards as a junior. But in his sophomore year, had 28 and 15 with 3.2 thousand passing yards and 523 rushing yards and was quite oversized. Like he was fat. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's what the scout report is. I don't even know what type of big. Here we go. What do you want to get? First player, who I'm not going to read the name of, was a three year starter, went to the league as a junior, 27 and 10, 3,600 passing yards, was a Heisman Trophy winner, two time conference player of the year. Second player, graduated and left, not graduated, left the NFL as a red shirt sophomore, 26 and 13 with 4.1 thousand passing yards. The final player in his junior year, which was his last, he had 16 and six with 1.8 thousand yards. But in his sophomore year, he had 28 and 15 with 3.2 thousand passing yards and 523 rushing yards and was a physical specimen. Was a physical specimen. Who's first on this one? Considering it's a tiebreaker, you, you, you can, We'll just work it out between ourselves. You can work it out between yourselves. Big, Man. big final draft. This is it. Who's got, who's got the GM I feel like on? I have a vibe, but I feel like I could be so damn right. Can you just uh, clarify on the second, what do you mean by the red shirt? Like he went yeah. into the NFL so, and red shirted for a year? No, so a red shirt sophomore means that they red shirted their freshman year. They didn't play their freshman year and then had another, technically have another freshman year, Ooh. if that makes sense. Oh, so they came in at 20, 22, 23 maybe. So technically, if they if they started for all three years, they would have left as a junior. Yeah. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. I'll be honest, Tim, I got nothing. So neither do I. I'm just I'm literally trying to gather the the stats again. I feel like I've got an idea who that is. Go quick file. Go quick file the stats. Alright. Yeah. First guy, three-year starter, 27 and 10, 3,600 yards, Heisman Trophy winner, two-time conference player of the year. Second guy, redshirt sophomore, 26 and 13 in his final year with 4,000 passing yards. In his freshman year, in inverted commas, he had 31 and 9. Final guy, 16 and 6 with 1,800 yards in his final year as a junior. In his sophomore year, he had 28 and 15 with 3,200 yards and 523 rushing yards and was a physical specimen. I'm going three. I think I know who that is. Interesting choice. Yeah, I think three is big bet, but I think two, I'm gonna go with two. Can I just say, I think, just guessing, I think two's the worst and I think three's Josh Allen. Oh my <laughs> God. So the first guy was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, the second guy was Sam Darnold and the third guy was Josh Allen damn so, <laughs> damn came through so Mankin wins the GM drafting that's wow. tough I, I specifically left out Lamar Jackson's rushing yards yeah I know I, I, was I knew you would have I knew you would have and I also left out the fact that it was a sophomore Heisman because I, I think you would have also Tim probably would have got, got that yeah yeah you would have got that too so I left those ones out the physical specimen just fucking threw me Oh man, the I knew, junior, when the said, final year stats was rough as well. Jesus, because like, I knew because as soon as I can't, I can't. It was because once you said the rushing yards as well, I was yeah. kind of like that narrowed it down to like, oh, who could? What, that only matters for quarterbacks recently, really. So I was like, oh, nice. some reason I thought it was Big Josh Ben because I feel like his rushing yards would have been Bro, sneakily good. Rushing? Come on now, sneakily good. good. Didn't Josh Allen play for like he played for a trash college? He played for like Oklahoma Wyoming. or Wyoming or something like that. Yeah, like Wyoming, Wyoming or something yeah, like something that. Like that. Wow, Sammy Donald. 
There you go, Mankin. You're, you're hey, officially don't sleep a on better... Sam Darnold, Tim. I, 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 still, I, I still think you feeling. won that. I'll be honest. I think I you won that. <laughs> I still got a feeling. He did get drafted by the Jets. You do forget that. He did get drafted by the Jets. That's true. You put him on You put him on the Patriots. That's Tom Brady. You put him on the Patriots. It's a different question. Ugh. Don't sleep on it. Um, I don't really want to do this, but NBA MVP got announced. Yep. Another one for the nerds. Nicole Jokic, back-to-back yep. MVPs. Look, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I'll be honest, that was my first reaction. It's hard to look at Jokic as the MVP when you're just watching like what Embiid and Giannis are doing. So I understand, but I understand it's a regular season award. We're a few weeks removed from watching Jokic, but... Listen, I think there's a world where we look back and we think we pretty much gave it to him because of advanced stats, which we might be right about, but it's I still do feel bad for Embiid. Am I on an island here? Because I do feel like you two are, have no time for the Embiid or Giannis uh, camps. Hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. I've got time. I've got time. Ben, I've you got want time. To hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. You want to give it to Jokic as clearly as you want to. You are, by default, saying Giannis was just not in the running. I have time for Giannis. I don't have time for Embiid. Um, I just think... I think one of the main arguments that's out there about Jokic winning the MVP was his seeding of sixth. I mean, he's three wins less. Like, he's three wins less than Joel Embiid and three wins less than Giannis. Like, come on. As much as I get it, he's seeded in sixth. Like, it's really not that big of a deal to me. And... I will admit, if you have to explain the MVP award to anybody that doesn't watch the NBA, it's probably the worst conversation you've ever had. Because yeah. it's just you constantly backtracking on yourself, mm-hmm. saying, oh, but also this and also this. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, right now, Nikola Jokic is the MVP. He is the most valuable mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. to his team. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid and Giannis are good, though. Yeah. Here's my th- thing, Tim. Yep, Here's my on. thing. I'm just saying... LeBron could be argued for many years was the most valuable player on his team, but got not given the award because his seating wasn't good enough. Yeah. And he didn't have much help around. I'm just saying, like, at what point... Like, Jokic this year, it's like, yeah, he's the most valuable player. I understand, but the problem is, like you were saying, the criteria so doesn't really have a criteria, is I feel like that changes year to year. And at what point... Like, that's what I mean. So it's like, Makes- oh, when people use the argument like that, it's like, well, hang on, that's not what's been used before. I get it. And, and look, that's, a, that's an entirely different conversation because... That goes deep, and that could be one of our off-season deep dives in which we look at. Um, just because, yeah, that runs deep, and I'm on your side completely with that. My thing is, my thing is, with with Embiid and Giannis, they have had incredible seasons, and probably any other year, they would have probably won MVP bar last year with um, Joker. And not necessarily of all time, but you, you, have a, you have a season where the Joker doesn't perform like that. Those are two incredible seasons that stand alone by themselves. It is somewhat reminiscent of Westbrook's in terms of something that's never been done. Because one, you look at what um, the Joker did, 48, 30, 48 um, wins, 34 losses in the West. But yes, they're a six seed. Yes, they're only three wins away from what Giannis and Embiid had. But he broke plenty of records this season and also had no help. Jamal Murray was gone. MPJ was gone. He broke the record, the single season record for player efficiency rating and um, box score plus minus or box plus minus, which was previous, which was previously held <laughs> by LeBron and MJ. So if you look at it statistically, he's had one of the great, like advanced stats says he's had the greatest season of all time. Of course, it doesn't pass the eye test, but I am extremely happy to give it to, the, you, you know, um, Joker. What's his name? The Joker. Whoa. The Damn. Joker. <laughs> or Jokic. Um, but yeah. That's Wait. not taking away from anyone else, but like you look at it both with the eye test, but also advanced stats. It's hard to argue. I mean, you also have to then weigh up the possibility that he's one of the only players in history to win back to back MVPs. Joining some pretty elite competition when you look at the list of players that are on there. Megan, how do you feel about uh, about that? Because I mean, technically, that should catapult him up the all all time rankings when you win a back to back MVP. Well, that's that's where it feels weird because it's like if anyone else won back to back MVPs, it's like oh, you've got to put him up. But for some reason, I just don't think he would put you would put him up. 
Really? You got to. You got to. Though. That's like, my point. Got to be up there. You got to because of the what the accolades. But do you, does it? I don't think you know if it feels right. Just feels, it feels like I'm forced to do it. Like all time. Like so like all time. Like obviously, Jokic is above Embiid, right? Obviously. Mm. Oh, he'd have to be. Mm. Yes, clearly. He's top seventy-five. Yes, obviously. Yeah. I'd have to make a full list to see whether he makes top fifty. 50. Oh yeah, you'd have to tell me who you're cutting out. That's you'd have to tell me who you're cutting out to see whether he makes top fifty. But I reckon he could definitely sneak in. I think the next year's a big year because I feel like if he can have a deep playoff run with the mm. healthy team, it almost validates mm. the two mm. years. But if he has a year, hopefully they're healthy and he, this we can work it out. But if he has a year that isn't very good, I think we're going to look back at this year's MVP and go, we gave it to him because of the event stats. I think that will happen if he doesn't have a good year next year. You know what? I'd almost, I'd almost like him to just have an exactly the same year and the injuries again, and then they just give him another, and he's a three-time, and he's a three-time three-peat MVP. They, no. Like we said the this next last week, year that no. they won't that would, back I'd to back. There's no way they give three. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lot of fatigue. Giannis is, Giannis will win next year. Giannis is back. Giannis is back. Yeah. The MVP Early is money. wild. The MVP is wild. MVP as well. It is it is ridiculous though, Manx, and we will talk about it at a future date with the criteria continually Shut changing. That's a fun deep dive. That is a extremely fun Jesus deep dive. Christ. The fact that Derek Rose is an MVP, that'll also be off season again God, for our... <laughs> Steve Nash is a two-time MVP, bruh. Cry me a goddamn river. He won though. Anyway, let's <laughs> we'd leave this where we need the content. Um power we're gonna thought we'll do some power rankings, right? But I guess the twist of what we're doing compared to normal ones is this is just the criteria is to win a title mm. right based on the current situation they're in now you know based on injuries evaluating everything one to one to eight who have we got so you said to start at the bottom I thought we'd start at the top because I feel mm. like top's a lot I feel, I feel like, like we're going to have consensus yeah I feel like that way we're going to well, I don't know if we're going to have consensus. I don't know if we're going to have consensus. In fact, I guarantee we're not going to have I'll consensus. I'll guarantee I can already pick the two that Ben and I don't have on the same. So I'll let Ben go first. Actually, I'll let you go first. This is your this is this was your power ranking idea. So you can you can kick off for us. Who is your most likely to win the NBA title from this point in time? I just I can't look past Boston. Yeah. It's something about today's win. Al Horford absolutely went off. I'm not that you know, that was not necessarily an anomaly because he went off in game three as well. But that team just seems to have a lot of dudes, a lot of depth, and they can just play. They've got, they've got good players in, in pretty much every position. Robert Williams wasn't playing, um, so I think as soon as they kind of get healthy and pass the Bucks, I don't see anyone stopping them, and they just seem to have a good system, and they're going to be my number one. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tag on. I had the Celtics at one. Um, I had my main reasons. I think the fact that it's a 2-2 series, considering they have had bad games from everyone at some point, and the fact that they've got the two home games left out of the remaining three of the Bucks, I do think that matters. I think especially in a place like Boston. Um, they're probably the only team left in the East with no injuries to like key, key pieces. Mm-hmm. And I do think that matters because injuries are vital. And they've shown that without Time Lord, they can win games. Marcus <laughs> Smart's a bit banged up, but, you know, he's still out there. And again, we're going to get into it, I'm sure. But Giannis is playing at like, a, such a level... That is just, I can't even like compare it to anyone in my mind in the moment because it's just mm. so ridiculous what he's doing. And I still think the Celtics should be up 3 1 going back to Boston in mm. game five. I think they missed out in game three. They should have won that and should have stolen that. Mm. And should be, yeah, should be going back home 3 1. And their fourth quarter dominance, they're the best fourth quarter team left in the league. Mm. Like, they're killing. They went 16 of 19 today in the fourth. Um, and I'm pretty sure they've been just killing the Bucks in the fourth quarter. And the Bucks are really good. So. <laughs> And they do, and they swept the Nets. And I think that all factors in. So I had the Celtics one as well. Here we go. I mean, I think we know who I have won. Um, <laughs> make, the case, like, make the case. Make the case. Like, listen, I think you know, championship pedigree is important. And I think something we forget about the Bucks right now is that there is no Chris Middleton, right? That is something that is important. As much as what the Celtics are doing is incredible, they're beating a Bucks team without Chris Middleton, which is quite an in- integral piece to this Bucks team when you think about it. Mm. Giannis is the best player on any court for the rest of the playoffs. For the rest of the, it's done. Giannis is by far the best player on the court. And if I have to choose a team, and it, it's as close as these two teams are, uh, the first thing I'm, I'm next looking to is who's the best player, and it's Giannis. And 
Fourth quarter dominance, I look at the way that Giannis plays in this, even the second half as opposed to the first half. It's insane. The dude is 100% willing to take over, and his playmaking ability has reached a point where like, I now don't know how I meant to do it because I put a wall in front of Giannis, he can pass out to someone. And if I imagine that Chris Middleton was out there as well for, to catch a pass from Giannis, it's over, quite mm. frankly. Obviously, I, the Celtics are yeah. shooting really well from three, it's, and it is pretty nuts. Do I expect that to stay for the entirety of the playoffs? Absolutely not. Um, but I will say straight up, Celtics are my number two team. And it was really tight between Bucks and Celtics. It wasn't a, I chose Bucks straight up. It was a, this is tight, who's the best player on, who's the, best player on the court? And it's Giannis. And when it comes down to it, because I feel like this, this series is going to go to seven, I want Giannis. I completely get that. And that's why they are my number two. I would have them number one if Chris, Chris Middleton was playing. And that's my biggest that's my biggest asterisk on this. So you give me a healthy Chris Middleton or Chris Middleton just on the floor to assist in some way with the ability to score, boom, they're my number one team, but he's not, which is why they're my number two. Yeah, that's my thing. Like you're saying if they had Chris Middleton, but they don't, and they've got to beat the Celtics two out of the next three without him, probably. Yeah, but they're they're two two they're two two with the Celtics without Chris Middleton. I know, but I'm saying I just I still think the Celtics have the upper hand. The fact mm. they've had they've got two home games, they have the three left, and that they probably should have won Game Three. And again, they get getting killed in the four. They got outscored by 14 in Game Three and 15 in Game Four in Milwaukee. I'm just saying. On to the next I get, one. I get, I get the argument, but job not finished. Yeah, that's it's all it is. To win a title, I don't think that one's going to be ever be agreed. Even if the Celtics win, I don't think. I won't admit it. I think you'll admit just... it. No. I will not admit it. There is no chance. But we're all on so, the Giannis bandwagon. He's been yeah. just... Oh, Dude, is Drew it? Holiday, Freaking defensively. Man! Oh, my God. God. Damn. Opponent shooting 30% on him in the playoffs, yeah, which that. is best in the league. Lordy. He is... He's angry. Some of his... He is mm. angry. <laughs> you can angry. see it. He's not happy about the Marcus Smart thing oh at all, God. which I kind of get. Yeah. But, so so we're all Bucks Celtics is 1-2. Yeah. Yeah. Celtics yeah. 1, Bucks 2. Bucks, Celtics, one, two. Well, so who again, have we got? last week I got done with <laughs> so, consensus, so I think yeah, this week yeah, we should do yeah, the same. Fair enough, fair enough. Ooh, girl. Kept that one in my back pocket for the seven days. <laughs> I guess, um, okay, who do we want to go for three? Who wants to take the, who wants to take the lead? You want to feel strongly I, about three? I didn't think it was, like, I think we're forgetting how good the Suns are. Yeah. Was my thing. Yeah. I know, I know we have money going elsewhere, but <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting how good the Suns are. Hmm. Do you have Dallas? Dallas? If you have Dallas, I'm happy to switch, but I've got the Suns. But if you got Dallas, the Mavs. I'm three. Interesting. I had the Mavs. Listen, when they turn up defensively, right, oh. and they've been able to stop the Suns with their small ball lineup, mm-hmm. this, I'm not being hyperbolic here, they are absolutely lethal. They're, with their fire that they can put out there with Doncic, Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Finney Smith, and Kleber, mm-hmm. their three-point percentages are 32%, 30%. 40, 48, and 44, respectively, mm. between them all. And that's Brunson have 30%. That's not easy. That's below his like career average, and he does all the other stuff as well. Like, man, I just think... I think they've sorted something out. They've somehow got Aiden to not be Aiden. And we said before mm. they went to Dallas, mm. when they were down 2-0, if they can somehow slow down Aiden, allow themselves to play this five, they're just finding a way to slow down the Suns. And the Suns, who always start series out really hot... They just look like they, they need they're relying on CP3 to go God mode to stay alive. And mm. as much as he's done it so far, and I'm not saying he doesn't have the ability to keep doing it, I trust I trust the Mavs with Luca to have more God mode than 37 year old Chris Paul. Mm. And if they they got to still one on the road in Phoenix, that's not going to be easy. And I think three and four between them is very close. But listen, love me some. I've been on the Mavs bandwagon, and I don't mm. feel the need to go off it, especially after what I saw in Game Four. Even even with the idea of like composure right when, when push comes to shove come the end of this series you would still pick the Mavs like let's say let's say in theory this series goes to seven right I think composure wise I take the other route and I go I want a 37 year old Chris Paul in that situation right come game seven come game six when it's fourth quarter time I want that 37 year old guy that hasn't won a ring yet and is desperate for a ring to just settle this down for everybody I'll one up you. You see the you see the desperation as a key. I see the fearlessness of the Mavs with nothing to lose mm. as the same kind Coming of advantage. Those underdogs, yep. Because the Suns have so much pressure to win this, but yeah. the Mavs, not really. They're just happy to, in a way, they're happy to be here. And 
comes to end of games, I think the only swing piece of the Mavs is Brunson. They need mm. Brunson to be the Jalen yeah. Brunson in Phoenix. It was really bad in game one and two. If he can do what he's been doing in the last two games in Dallas in Phoenix, I... Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess that is the question, though, is like, can he do that? Right? Yeah. I think still, this is the closest two for me. Mavs and Suns are the closest two. I really don't know. But I had them three. Did, Tim, did you have it go Suns-Mavs? I, I did. I did. Mainly because you I think... have a team in between them? No. No. Mm. No. I think with... I mean, I've got, of course, a bit of an you know affiliation with Dallas in that sense, but... A small one. A small one. But Very with, small, though. With glorious supporting it. affiliation. I mean, yeah. look, with, yeah. with Dallas, with Dallas, I, I agree. I think the best thing that Suns can do is let Lucas score 40 or 50 and just lock up the rest of the other players and, and take them out of the game and, you know, make Lucas score a ridiculous amount of points to win. But like you said, Manx, they've got this system rolling. Um, Jason Kidd, who I didn't have a lot of faith in at the start of the season, has actually shown that he can coach really, really well. And look, Phoenix, Dallas, I originally had three, four, Phoenix being three, Dallas being four. But look, I'm happy to, I'm happy to switch it around, Zach. Appreciate that. There's plenty of room on And also, Dallas back to Hop you. The only, on, thing, the only thing is, with, Hop on, ben. With, 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 seven, with game seven, I agree, but I think, I mean, I actually think Luke is the biggest, you know, I think Luke is going to turn up in a game seven, but I don't have a lot of faith with the surrounding pieces. That's mm. where I go back, revert back to the Suns. Yeah, and the thing that you were saying before with Giannis and the Bucks, I kind of feel like with the Mavs, is that I think the Mavs supporting cast is good enough that, let's be honest, they have not, they cannot stop Luca. They are just letting, they are just letting him mm. roam. Yeah. It's unbelievable when they get the pick and roll. Luca can just do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, it's nice. They've got nothing for him, and if they can, if they can get the the uh, Suns in foul trouble, they're screwed mm. because mm. that that's been a huge issue for them. Yeah. So, but the Suns still, yeah, Aiden I still have Suns win the West if they get past the Mavs. So yeah. it's not like I'm down on the Suns. Did did anybody think about putting the heat above the Mavs? No. Well, sorry, I asked Tim that because obviously making you wouldn't have you got the Mavs of the Suns. But was is is it for you guys? It goes Bucks, Celtics, Suns, Mavs. So there's two tiers. There's the Bucks, Celtics tier. There's the Sun, Mavs tier, and then there's everybody else. Like it wasn't even close. My factor was the fact that the teams in the East, being the Heat and the Sixers, would have to go through the Bucks yeah, and the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. Even, I so didn't even think of that. That's actually fair so. Enough. That was my. Which even kind of it makes makes a lot of sense with Memphis, Memphis and Golden State. Like they're gonna to have to go through the winner of the Mavs Suns and yeah yeah. Rather, I feel like he'd rather go through Mavs or Suns than the Bucks or the Celtics. Yeah, yes. At the moment, okay. So that's why that makes sense. All so right. we'll, we'll we'll go to five. I still think yeah. I'll be honest. I think my top, I'd probably take my top six can win a title. Still, so even though we're saying the down my power rankings, like I, you're probably not gonna agree with me for most of them. But anyway, because who's fifth, Megan? I had the Warriors. Yeah, I had the Warriors. And uh-huh. that was that just came down to the swing piece was that they don't have to go through the Celtics or the Bucks. So they get the Actually, easier of the two, which again isn't easy, but you know, again, they have had the easiest run of the playoffs so far. I think the Nuggets, they had a, it was just a great fit for them. And this Grizzlies team have been very high on them. I think the Timberwolves probably should have beaten them in round one. And they just don't have that kind of, they clearly don't have the experience to kind of close out a team like the Warriors. <laughs> the flip side is this big three with the Warriors, they haven't looked good, but at the exact moment they've needed to be good, they just turn it up. Both ends of the floor, they do exactly what they need to do to close out games. They're probably, I feel like they're going to beat the Grizzlies in five, so they're going to get through their two series very quickly. They've got huge dark horse potential because mm. the way that a few of them play, they can get hot on any given night. They're fun, but they, they scare would, me a little, but... I would hate to see the Warriors win, just so we're clear. This would out of, I out of the eight, I'm coming out around. Of, yeah, so am out I. of the eight teams on this Oh man, the Celtics are on here. Uh, out of the eight teams on here, they're probably the least I want to see win this. But in Why? saying that, I don't think that's a lot I don't think that's like a big ask because I think the other seven are just at a higher level. Does, like you know what I mean? Like out of the entire NBA, this this like no, I guess not the entire NBA, but from what we've seen previously with Lakers consistently winning or LeBron consistently winning, which I'd love to see, obviously. But like, if the Nets were to win it, it would feel like it was a cheated season. Mm. But with, I don't, yeah, I'm with you, Manx. I'm coming around to Golden State winning this. But that's not to say... I love the, they've had their wins, man. No, Everybody but has this is why I love the storyline. You've got seven teams who want to be the next big thing in the league, right? And then you've got the Warriors, which is the hanging on to what the last seven years of the NBA has been, trying to show that now when they're all healthy that they're still the guys to beat. 
You gotta love it. I kind of they're, the, they're the old heads, but they're still the underdogs. You know why else I, I don't that. want it? Because it means that Steph Curry might win a Finals MVP. And Jordan Poole would win it. <laughs> Jordan Poole is twenty-five Green could win it. on fifty-four. Draymond Green could win it with defense. I tell you what. I tell you what. They gave it. gave it away. They gave. They gave it to Iggy. They gave it to Iggy. They did give it to Iggy. Hey, Iggy, could, hey, he'll come back from injury. He could get it again. Two times finals if he's Does that throw him in the top 75? Think... Hey. Uh, hey, you... we, we, let's draw it up. We'll draw up the list if that happens. On that. You never know. So do we all have Warriors 5? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll go to 6. This is my cutoff for title threats. Uh, who did you have at 6, Benjamin? That's the Heat. Is who I had. Um... I know recency bias says that we like the Sixers for some reason, but the Heat are dogs, and we have said it all season, they are dogs. They have a better coach in Eric Spolstra. They don't have Doc Rivers, the liability, as well as James Harden, the liability when it comes to clutch situations. I know they have Joel Embiid, who is playing injured, by the way, which I know doesn't seem to affect him, but these things catch up to players like Joel Embiid. And the Miami Heat are full of dogs and and seem to just have... Endless dudes who can just knock the ball down and get things done. Come on. Come on. Let's not overthink this. What did you have, Tim? They're close. I think I'm letting recency bias take a little bit because I had the seven Come sixes. on. Oh, I just thought. God. I, I watched that. I watched that game verse where, where Jimmy's dropped 40. How does Jimmy Butler. First of all, playoff Jimmy is something else. But how do you let a 40-point um, game by Jimmy result in a loss? I think Kyle Lowry, he has not been playing well. I know he's injured. Um, Tyler Hero has not been shooting the ball well. They haven't been. Sh- Miami hasn't been shooting the ball well from three. I think they were like 16 or, or 24% like in the low percentile from three. doesn't matter, man. I don't know. I, know. I think JoJo back. It's JoJo. MB's back. They've got their JoJo back. Well, Joan. Here's the thing, man. Why are we overthinking this? Why are we overthinking this? I think you're not. Don't let them get in your head. Don't let the Sixers fans get in your head, man. I've been on. I've been. I've been off. I've never been off. All right. The doc. I will admit the doc factor is the only thing that's kind of pushed me back. Okay, here's my thing. I think the 76ers Miami series right now is a toss-up. Right? I wouldn't side with anyone. I'd need to see how Game Five goes. My thing is, I think the Sixers have a potential ceiling level that the Heat do not. And if the criteria is to win a title, 76ers have more chance. MP, like you said MB's injured. His impact defensively in the playoffs when this game is when the game slows down is absurd. It's basically they put Miami in a position where if they are not dominating on the perimeter, they're not winning the series. And right now they haven't been, which is why the series is 2-2 going back to Miami. Having him and Harden top three for field goals attempted in the playoffs, I think it's so underrated because they love playing at a slow pace anyway. Going to the free throw line, slowing it down is just perfect for them, and we're seeing that in the last two games. And they can get Miami in foul trouble, mm. which has just been another huge part, especially mm. someone like a Bam. Mm. And if I look to the next round, the fact that the Sixers can force fouls, I think that's their, that's their route out of these conference finals if they get there, is they have the ability to put the pressure on defensively on you know the bigs of the next team. Man, I just think there's a level that they could reach. I'm not saying they're going to, but that they could reach where they could make some noise in the Everest Conference Finals as underdogs. I don't think the Heat have that. Like you said, I think the Heat are done. They just look injured, old. If they make it, if they beat the Sixers, I mean, there's no way they beat the Celtics or Bucks. What did you say about the Celtics having two of the next three games at home? Did you say something about that? Wasn't that you? Yeah, but this is my thing. This isn't just about this series. This is about all the way to the promised land. And I'm sure. saying the Sixers so, have a higher ceiling. Two of the next three games they have at home. So ceiling-wise, Miami immediately have a better chance to make it through this series. Whether or not they can go on to win more likely, it, it doesn't matter because we, they have to get through this series first things first. And by having a higher chance to win this series, I like them better. I said I said toss up. I have fifty fifty because we haven't seen this Sixers team in Miami with Embiid. Mm. Yeah, that's the other factor. Like it, like you mentioned, with Embiid back, three and four looked game three and four looked a lot different, a lot yeah. different than one and two. And, the heat, and it's just yeah, and no, you the confidence. Go. The con- I was just going to say the confidence that he brings with this team. It just. It's it's not just the f- fact that he's you know back and he you know is an incredible player, but it also brings the whole team 
um, not just together, but they just seem to be playing at a higher level because they have the confidence that he's there to pick up any slack that they may not be. Yeah, 100%. And the Heat's depth is not as strong as... Like, their whole strength is that they've got the versatility with all their guys. But when they don't have a couple of those pieces, they're not as strong as you think. Without Kyle Lowry, they're really struggling. Even the Dwayne Dedman injury, which you'd think means absolutely nothing, they had Markeith Morris out there trying to guard on the mm. inside. Like, that's not a good sign. That is a huge red flag at any point in time. And, man, yeah, like we're saying, I think going back to Miami, this is different. I back the Sixers to get to get it done. And on the Doc slander, Doc has made some lovely adjustments in the last two games, which in past years he wouldn't have. No mm. more DeAndre Jordan. Mm. What a brilliant mm. idea, which he had tried to push through games one and two. As soon as, that, <laughs> as soon as he got rid of DeAndre Jordan, who's the... I can't think of his name. The Was it Reed? Yeah. Reed off the bench, their young centre. He's been great because he can do a lot of the other stuff and he's not useless. <sighs> That's my... So I think we've got a consensus... Uh, <laughs> Not a consensus, sorry. A two-one vote for the Sixers over the Heat. Oh, man. Oh, man. So we've all obviously got the Grizzlies last. Yeah, you feel for them. Grizzlies yeah. stink. They're fun. Hey, they're fun. they'll yeah. be back next year. They'll be back yeah. next year. They just have no. They've got no experience and no jar. No. Well, they were twenty and two this year without. Yeah. Jar, so. To be fair, they played quite well. They did look. They blew it at the end. Yeah. Dylan Brooks, oh. man. Dylan Brooks, if, mama. If you need someone who's like. So he's the guy that is like the third option that thinks he's the number one option. Mm. Hey, tonight mm. should be pretty easy for him mm. to go back into his place when Jai comes back. Mm. I think he was three of 17 at one point. Jesus Christ. I can't believe how long it takes him to shoot a three. Like, he needs like a wind-up. Yeah. It's yeah. really odd. See how never Let's fix that, man. Let's fix that. You're a goddamn professional fucking basketball player. Why are you taking that long to shoot? Why is my release man? faster than Dylan Brooks? <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, but you're, you're uh, faster, than most, you're, you're you're faster you're, than most. You also, you also don't miss. <laughs> You also don't. That is true. But unfortunately, the audience will miss us for this week because that's it for the Get Around It podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. Make sure you follow us on TikTok at Get Around It Pod. Again, thanks, guys, and bye.